Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today in episode 245 of Weekly Poker Hand. The numbers are getting so big, do I forget each week, so I apologize. <laughs> Thank you all for being here with me. If you've not gone back and listened or watched all of them, you can find all of the recordings at jonathanlittlepoker.com WPH. Also there, I post a weekly educational blog. It's been going for, gosh, four or five years now, about as long as Weekly Poker Hand, maybe longer. And... I do a lot of work there for you all. So go there, check it out, share it with your friends. That would be very, very kind of you, and I would appreciate it. All right, let's get into the hand today. This hand is from a 5-5-10 game at Stone's Gambling Hall. They call it a gambling hall for a reason. People come here to gamble. It says right there on the table, Stone's Gambling Hall. Folds around to Basie. You all remember Basie from the previous episode of Weekly Poker Hand, who has Jack Seven of Hearts in the hijack seat. He opens it up to $40. And this is just a little bit too loose, in my opinion. Listen, Jack-7 suited. It's okay. It's suited. In situations like this, you always want to ask, if this hand was off-suit, would I even consider playing it? And with a hand like Jack-7, the answer is almost always no, right? I mean, you see this very often when people defend the big blind with Jack-3 suited or 9-4 suited. They're like, well, it's suited. You know, I can I can play anything if it's suited. But really, you can't especially if you're facing a big raise. Obviously here, Basie is raising, so this is at least defendable, but it's a little bit too loose. All right, now Dave O in the cutoff with A7 offsuit elects to call. And Dave, I think this is a significant mistake. Even if Basie is opening too wide, as maybe he is, we've seen him raise king to a spades the previous hand, and we see him raising jack seven of hearts this hand. Even if he's opening too wide, a7 offsuit is not a good enough hand to call with. You're going to be so dominated in this scenario, either by Basie or by someone yet to act. So just fold. Fold a7 offsuit. If you're going to play it, you need to be 3-betting it, because at least then you can make your opponent fold out stuff like ace9 or jack10, right? They're going to be folding those hands, and those are hands that are all doing fine against you. With the hands that are very near the bottom of a normal calling range, usually you're going to be better off re-raising those. And when you re-raise, make it big. You know, he made it 40, make it 140. Put him in a bad spot. All right, now back around to the wolf. Again, from the previous episode, he wakes up with pocket eights on the button. And now the wolf has to decide with these roughly $1,500 deep stacks, should he be calling or re-raising? I do a lot of calling in this spot with the small pairs and medium pairs just because you get to see the flop, right? If you re-raise, now you open the door for Basie to four bet you. And you really don't want to get four bet here. Um, if you make it, let's say you are going to re-raise, you make it 160 or so. If Basie is going to re-raise, it would be to 400 at least. And that essentially prices you out of set mining. So now it's just a question of are pocket eights the nuts. And they're not, right? So you'd have to fold calling makes it way more likely for you to see a flop. And if you do call and then someone yet to act makes it 180, you can still then call because you're in position with a deep stack. So I would definitely call in this situation, but the wolf being the wolf, he makes it 140. It's interesting sizing. I don't really like 140. I think when you make it 140, what's going to happen is Basie is going to call a re-raise essentially every time, even if he's loose. That's it's okay, but it's not it's not great, right? I mean, you are pushing preflop equity either way with pocket eight, so you can certainly say that that's a fine result because right, like right here, Basie calls with jack seven of hearts. He's clearly in terrible shape. But 
In general, I don't think you're actually that thrilled, and Pocket 8s generally just plays poorly after the flop unless you make a set, right? I mean, say it comes, in this scenario, say only Basie calls and it comes Queen 10-3. Basie's pretty likely to win that flop if it goes, or win the pot if it goes check check on the flop. Basie's gonna bluff turn and then bluff river, and pocket eights is going to fold, and that's not really what you want. So I would have set mine in this spot with all the pair, with all the small and medium pairs. But if I had nines or higher, or tens or higher, I would have gone ahead and three bet probably tens and higher. But then again, like say say the wolf does know that Basie or Davo are just like loose and passive, then re-raising becomes much better because. Now you're not going to get 4-bet very often. All right, on around to Kathy in the third blind ace-jack suited, playing $2,100 deep. This is a tricky spot for her because you don't really want to be cold calling too often from out of position. So in this scenario, I would almost certainly 4-bet or fold. When you do 4-bet, notice you're probably going to be against the wolf who's playing 2,100 deep with you, so pretty deep sacks. If you make it, 520. That's going to put the wolf in a pretty bad spot to where he pretty much can only continue with the best hands. And I think that's very often what I would do. This would be essentially my bluff in this scenario, right? I want to be value betting aces, kings, queens, ace, king. I want to be calling ace, queen suited. I want to be calling pocket tens, maybe pocket nines. Maybe I want to be calling aces as a slow play sometimes. And um, then ace-queen offsuit, ace-jack suited, ace-ten suited, king-queen suited, those are going to be a lot of the bluffs. So you may say, well, that's not a polarized range, but if you think about it, that those hands actually are at the bottom of my calling range, right? Um, very often, if you are doing purely a three-better fold or four-better fold strategy, which maybe that's just best right there, it's like your format for value are aces-kings-queens, ace-king. The bluffs slash thin value are ace-queen suited, king-queen suited, ace-jack suited, Ace Queen offsuit, and then the block, the complete bluffs are like Ace Ten suited, King Queen offsuit, something like that. Anyway, she folds. I think that's probably a little bit tight. I certainly don't falter for folding. I mean, it's sort of just tight, aggressive play to get out of the way there because obviously you could be in terrible shape, but you're not really playing your hand because it's great. You're not just going to call and try to flop top pair out of position. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to push our opponents around and produce equity with our marginal a good but non-nut hand. Anyway, back around to Basie. And now, calling's reasonable. It means 100 more. You're going to be out of position, which is unfortunate. Remember, the wolf just beat him nicely in, in a hand just 10 minutes ago, so he may be looking for revenge. So I would not be shocked if Basie sticks around. But Basie's getting out raising chips. Remember, the re-raise was to 140. And now Basie puts in... Let's wait for the graphics to catch up. 490, nice! A7 gets out of the way, good. And, uh, well, this shows you why you don't necessarily want to 3-bet those pocket 8s. So, now, this is a fun scenario because very often, when you're playing at the table, you can just get the vibe that someone is trying to get you. And right here, if I had pocket 8s, and I just had a really strong feeling that Basie was frustrated and was just trying to push me around. What am I doing for my uh, $1,500 stack or $1,300 stack? I am all in. And that may sound crazy. Or you may say, well, you're only going to get called when you're beat, which is true, unless I have ace-king. The thing is, though, Basie may only be making this play with a bluff or entirely with a bluff, or 
assuming he is making it 490 with a perfectly balanced range, if you can look at his eyes, look at his face, look at his mannerisms, and tell he is bluffing, then it's like he has all bluffs, right? This is what some of the great live players are really, really good at doing, and it's why in a lot of the high-stakes cash games, there are, of course, some of the best online players in the world, or, you know, fundamentally sound GTO players, but there's also a few field players in there who have stuck around throughout time, right? I mean, they, they seem to just, they never lose because they can look and they can tell. And I certainly don't think I have abilities like some of the greats, but I certainly have it to some extent. And very often, the most obvious time people will do things like this are when you just beat them in an earlier pot, or maybe when they feel like they got owned in an earlier pot. And that's the time where you have to realize this guy's out of line. He just put in... 49 big blinds preflop with jack seven of hearts and sometimes just have to be willing to go with it that said the wolf looks annoyed when the wolf looks annoyed like this he's probably just folding whenever you put your hand in your head and shuffle your cards around shaking your head oh no he's folding but bazy there took him to the gambling saloon fired away and he picked up the pot that's a pretty fun hand i like that I'm hoping to see a lot more of hands like that here from Stones Live. Um, this is a pretty action-packed 5-5-10 game. I didn't know how many episodes of Weekly Poker Hand I'd make out of this one, but it seems like a fun one, so I think I am going to stick with it. If you all like me using this live footage, please let me know. I know if you're listening on iTunes, it may be a little bit difficult to follow, but um, that's okay. You can always pull it up on a, on a phone. You can just go to jonathanlittlepoker.com slash WPH. This will be the top post there. You can load up the video so it'll work nice and easily on all mobile devices. Um, that said, I understand that audio podcasts are great. I listen to a ton of them. So that's going to be it for today. Thanks again. Good luck in your games. Have fun. Be nice to someone. And I'll talk to you next time.